Welcome to Shortcut to Sunday. I'm Ben. And I'm Bruce. And this is your podcast for June 5th, 2022, the day of Pentecost in year C. And we are coming to you not live on behalf of Holy Family Episcopal Church in Fishers, Indiana. And Bruce, I want to know, I need to know, how are you? I'm cool. Yeah. <laughs> I'm fine. I'm great. Pentecost. I mean, I mean, we're here. Wear red. Ooh, yeah, we gotta wear red, right? Well, wear your flame colors. Not, not just for the uh, Carolina Hurricanes, who are still. Uh, well, we'll see how. Uh, we'll, <laughs> as we're recording, they're still in the playoffs. We'll see how they how they manage tonight. Um, but uh, but yeah, um, wear red for for the which represents what uh, the, the blood of Christ, the 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 dawn of a new era, the the, the Cincinnati Reds, the Cincinnati Reds. <laughs> yeah. The flames of Pentecost, the flames that danced above the uh, apostles' heads when they were gifted with the Holy whoa, whoa, Spirit. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Don't give away the reading. That's true. We're coming up on <laughs> We don't want them to know ahead of time how it ends. Spoilers. Uh, so, so, all right. Well, having already thrown the hook out there, uh, <laughs> and there you got to wait through a lot of other stuff. Of course, I guess if you're listening to this, it, it's not going to surprise you. We say that season of Pentecost, uh, most of our listeners probably do know what that is ahead of time. Uh, we'll talk about but, it, but maybe, maybe not, maybe not. So we'll, we'll save it. We'll save it for that. But yeah. Uh, so this is the last, uh, the last day of the season of Easter. Yep. Though that we are getting ready to celebrate, and uh, then we go into the the aptly named season after Pentecost, right? Uh, um, which uh, I'm trying to think. We'll get there, I guess, when we get there. But I'm trying to think <laughs> if there's a an overarching theme, or if it's just uh, little little Sundays along the way. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard it described as that. Um, a smattering of thoughts. <laughs> well, it for for the most part, it is picking up the stories, the p- pieces of the Gospel of Luke we have not yet addressed. Uh, okay, okay. Since gotcha. it's the year of Luke, the yeah. year C. So the season after Pente- Pentecost is, is a little bit more like a Deep Thoughts by Jack Handy. And, uh, yes. And <laughs> I say that because it has a lot of great parables like yeah. Good Samaritan. and Yeah, yeah. Uh, but they're not necessarily like tied in uh, to each other. Right. Uh, uh, it's more going through in order. Right. Gotcha. So, um, I mean – Look, after this Sunday, like we will have celebrated Pentecost, which, by the way, we should say up top, uh, uh, prepare to enjoy that outside. Uh, if, if you're going to the 10 o'clock. If you're going to the 10 o'clock service, we'll be doing that outside. Uh, the 8 o'clock will still be in, inside. In, inside. And, of course, all that weather permitting. Right. Uh, uh, so right, far, so good. It right now, like, it looks like it'll be good. But It looks like it'll be beautiful. I never trust a weatherman past. 24 hours anyway so <laughs> right. and even then it's about a 50 50 <laughs> so um but but uh once pentecost is over you know we're we're in summer hours i mean the the, the kids are out of school for the most part and vacation plans stand so i mean we we just we don't have anything going on in the church after oh, sunday yes, is my point no, I mean clearly we're like this is our this is our two month break. We're taking well, a two month break, right? No church, no. Right after the ten o'clock Pentecost service, there's the parish picnic. Oh, okay, yeah. So, yeah. so after the picnic, then we're, we're on break, and yeah. there's nothing going on at the church. No, because there's Sparks Fishers. Okay, but after Sparks Fishers, there's nothing going. About on. the same time is the parish youth mission trip. Okay, okay. So we got the mission trip and Sparks Fishers and Pentecost picnic, but after that, then we got. We'll have a couple movie watching nights Uh uh and discussions. uh Um, So it sounds like we're not. We don't really take a summer break. No, the Um, only thing that takes a summer break is the Sunday nine a.m. education activities. Gotcha. Everything else, all the other groups tend to keep meeting and book group and. Uh, Brothers St. Andrew and all, they keep doing their thing. Okay. Well, that sounds good. Yeah. yeah. I like like the sound of that. Uh, 
Got to keep you on your toes. That's right. Um, well, then without further ado, let's go to our Today in Church History uh, segment. This this segment now sponsored. No, never mind. <laughs> not sponsored by anything. Uh, with it, with as horrible as some of these events are, it's not sponsored by anything. No one would underwrite it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so-and-so's charcoal lighter. <laughs> right. I'm uh, your favorite person at the stake. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Okay. Ours never flame out. We lost. We, we, we actually lost listeners on that one. Look, look, there they go. Um, you almost lost your coffee. So <laughs> We're going to start uh, our first event in uh, 303 AD. Felix, the Bishop of Tibiuca, Tibiuca. Uh, in North Africa, is hauled before the magistrate of his city and ordered to hand over Christian books in compliance with an imperial decree, but staunchly refuses. I'm surprised that the story actually ends there. Me too. Uh, I would be surprised. That might be. Action. Yeah, that might be the the next day. Um, <laughs> That's true. It's just this. Day. It just on this day, but uh, but on this day, uh, Felix, the bishop uh, there yeah, in North this Africa. This is sort of the uh, Felix probably went. Be happy with this description, but I was going to say the swan song of mm. Christian persecution by the Romans is the um, Roman Empire is beginning to fail. Gotcha. And soon will legalize Christianity in part to try to boost up the life of the Roman Empire. Gotcha. Um, then we 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 pass through a thousand years. Wow. Before our next uh, entry, uh, uh, which is kind of amazing. Uh, 1409, and that wasn't me cutting things out, actually. Uh, 1409, uh, the Council of Pisa declares that the rival popes Gregory XII and Benedict XIII are notorious, are quote unquote, notorious schematics, promoters of schism. Uh, and notorious heretics, notorious twice. I mean, you guys are lazy. That's way um, notorious. Errant, errant from the faith and guilty of the notorious, uh, or sorry, notorious, notorious <laughs> and enormous crimes of perjury. You were just done saying that word ever again. <laughs> they repeat, like, come on, Council of Pisa. Uh, you used notorious twice. You Someone's used cutting and pasting. Three times. <laughs> Three times. Or copy. Copy. Uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, uh, and enormous crimes of perjury and violated oaths. So this is a, this is a, a, a recurring theme. I think we've had several uh, yeah. weeks where uh, there, there are uh, popes that are unrecognized or delegitimized in some way, shape, or form. Yeah. Uh, ri rival popes, I believe. Rival was the, popes is the uh, traditional so, terminology. Yeah. So this is uh, – the, these are two more rival popes. They might even be the same ones that we've talked about Maybe. before. <laughs> Uh, but in this case, we don't have to keep track since we're Episcopalian. Right, right. Uh, and this is already, you know, Gregory the Twelfth and Benedict the Thirteenth. They're gone. They're, they're long history. gone. Who cares? Uh, but uh, but let's, no. Let's uh, talk about some English kings. Ooh. <laughs> well, uh, we won't go English next. But uh, Counts Egmont and Horn are beheaded at Brussels by Spanish overlords, rousing a furious resistance, which will free end up resulting in the in the freedom of the Netherlands from Spain oh. uh, and embed Calvinism as the principal form of Christianity. There. Well, that's kind of the penalty phase. <laughs> Sorry, Calvinism. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so uh, um, uh, uh, the, the, the base of uh, uh, Netherland freedom from uh, Spain, Spain, which I, <clears throat> I guess I hadn't really realized that that necessarily was part of their, uh, kingdom at one I, point in time. I had forgotten that um, you know, from high school or whatever until actually, uh, well, I'll make a long story short. Some BBC dramas, mm. murder mysteries, who have characters with Spanish names, even though they're Scandinavian, uh -huh. has to do with the, the time when the Spanish Empire occupied major swaths of um, Northwest Europe. Huh. Interesting. And when they withdrew, a number of the Spaniards, who were not high up on any ladders in the bureaucracy or military, just stayed behind. Hmm. So, I like my life here. Uh, you guys go ahead. Yeah, you guys go on. <laughs> yeah. um, 1801, a Turkish tribunal condemns Mark of Smyrna to die by the sword after turning or after torturing him. He had previously betrayed his Christian faith. 
but ashamed of his behavior, renounced Islam and testified to the gospel, although it meant sure death. Oh, okay. so uh, I found that one interesting uh, just because uh, it's the recognition of a of of something of a regret. Yeah, which um, does not happen in history as often as it probably should. Um, True. Um, uh, uh, take that completely outside of uh, discussions of, of faith and religion. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, but uh, but yeah. So I th- I found that interesting. Um, Eighteen thirty one. I, I apologies when I butcher this. Uh, Rafa Ravini uh, Rasalama uh, <laughs> is one of the Christians who takes part in the first observance of the Lord's Supper in on Madagascar uh, at the Abatana Kanga Church. Uh, she what year? Uh, Eighteen thirty one. Okay. She will also become the island's first martyr under the persecutions initiated by Queen Ravalonia. Uh, the first. Uh, huh. So uh, uh, left it. I left that one in there because we don't get new. We don't get historical uh, notes from uh, Madagascar uh, very often. Uh, yeah. So and uh, and was uh, surprised uh, to see uh, the the entry also uh, being uh, about a, about a female individual yeah. um, because a lot of a lot of. Uh, um, African history is very uh, uh, male centric. Uh, I, I at least my well, experience at least the with ones has been. that's that's written down by Europeans. Right, right. Because that's you know, Europeans look for the males, but historically and and currently in Africa as in many other cultures, the women led the way with spiritual endeavors. Mm, mm-hmm. um, even though in in many African <laughs> Christian traditions, they're still fighting for women's ordination. They nonetheless often are the real powerful evangelists and mm. teachers and etc. Leaders within their parishes. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, 1851. You'll have to help me out as to why this is an entry here uh, for church history. The first episode of Harriet Beecher Stowe's novel *Uncle Tom's Cabin* is published in serial form in *National Era* magazine. Uh, I mean, a, a date of notoriety, but why for this day in church history? That doesn't make any sense. Well, um, Uncle Tom's Cabin was one of those wonderfully subversive, subtle pieces of writing that energized thousands, if not millions of Christians to stand up and oppose slavery. Okay. It's kind of snuck in. Yeah. You know, they, they, may, they may have stopped listening to sermons against slavery slavery or reading pamphlets against it but uncle tom's cabin became a sensation it was mm-hmm. well written and such and as the serial unfolded as the story unfolded it got more and more popular created more and more energy and really galvanized a lot of christians to for the first time get involved with the abolitionist movement Hmm. And so it had a, a foundational effect on the elimination of slavery, what, 16 years later, thereabouts? Yeah, about that. 1851. So that would be, yeah. yeah. Well, a little less. A little less than that. Yeah. But depends on, depends on uh, again, what date you want to count as. Yeah. Uh, Whether it's Juneteenth or whatever. Right. Uh, but again, uh, a woman. Mm-hmm. Uh, in leadership, showing the way to the rest of us. Yeah. Very interesting. Okay. Well, then that makes a lot more sense as yeah. to why it's here. Uh, 1865, Pastor uh, Sabine Bering Gold pens the hymn Onward Christian Soldiers as a marching song for some children he must keep together as they walk between two villages during a Whit Monday festival. Uh, yep. In other words, the day after Pentecost right. in Yorkshire, England. So there's our English uh, there we for, go. For, for the week. But uh, but how interesting uh, this is the this is the verbal equivalent of like the rope that yeah, uh, you hold on to completely. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, I shouldn't say crazy, but that's like while I would have never guessed this was like, oh, yeah, I wrote this to keep children in order. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to keep them in a straight well, line and and if i, I see what i'm thinking if is if that's how it's presented you know immediately anyone who worked with children said i want a copy 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas if it was, I wrote this in, that has some interesting symbols. But yeah, another one. Yeah. But wait, this kept kids in line. Right, right, right. I'll take, uh, yeah. I'll take two. Yeah. Um, uh, and then uh, our last entry here, uh, 1995, Steve Saint and some of his family head for Equ- the Ecuadorian jungle with plans to travel or to, sorry, to train the Wadani Indians to handle their own lives in the modern world. Um, so uh, that can be a good thing. Could be. Could be. Depending on what techniques are used. Yeah. And depending on, uh, yeah, exactly <laughs> what, what techniques are used and how receptive the, uh, the, the, the Wadani yeah. Indians are. Uh, but yeah. Uh, but yeah, so uh, it's onward, Christian soldiers, and some uh, some recanting uh, events, and uh, 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 you know, Uncle some Cameron. black black women leading yeah. the way. I mean, uh, what a good week! There's there there was far less murder this week uh, than than normal. <laughs> so that's why we couldn't get the lighter fluids. That's sponsor. right, exactly. <laughs> it wasn't it wasn't uh, it wasn't. Uh, uh, heretical enough right um well let's move on to our reading uh for readings for the day uh this first reading uh is is it's interesting because this is likely what uh almost everyone's going to preach on but it's the first reading and and uh, of the uh of the day but it comes from the book of acts chapter 2 verse 1 through 21 and stop me if you've heard this before yeah uh stop (laughs) when the day of pentecost had come they were all together in one place and suddenly from heaven there came a sound like the rush of a violent wind and it filled the entire house where they were sitting divided tongues as of fire appeared among them and a tongue rested on each of them all of them were filled with the holy spirit and began to speak in other languages as the spirit gave them ability now there were devout jews from every nation under heaven living in jerusalem and at this sound the crowd gathered and was bewildered because each one heard them speaking in the native language of each amazed and astounded they asked are not all these who are speaking galileans and how is it that we eat here each of us in our own native language parthians Medes, ilamites and residents of mesopotamia judea cappadocia pontus and asia phrygia and pamphylia egypt and all the parts of libya belong belonging to serene and visitors from rome both jews and apostolites cretans and arabs in our own languages we hear them speaking about god's deeds of power all were amazed and perplexed saying to one another what does this mean but others sneered and said they are filled with new wine but peter standing with the eleven raised his voice and addressed them men of judea and all who live in jerusalem let this be known to you and listen to what i say indeed these are not drunk as you suppose for it is only nine o'clock in the morning no this is what was spoken through the prophet joel in the last days it will be god declares that i will pour out my spirit upon all flesh and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy prophesy and your young men shall see visions and your old men shall dream dreams even upon my slaves both men and women in those days i will pour out my spirit and they shall prophesy and I will show portents, portents in the heavens above and signs on the earth below, blood and fire and smoky mist. The sun shall be turned to darkness and the moon to blood before the coming of the Lord's great and glorious day. Then everyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Um, a couple of things to start here. Uh, I'm struck this time around, since we read this every year mm-hmm. you're right uh, uh but this time around i'm struck a little bit by, by the um th- this reference of they were all together in one place mm-hmm. uh, because they're inside a house uh it, which you learn from the next uh, uh verse uh filled the entire house where they were sitting uh so my mind immediately went to the previous stories post uh, crucifixion uh, and post-resurrection where Jesus would appear to some of the disciples right but not all like you know uh, 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 Thomas then, was yeah missing gone. or yeah. gone and you know so this is kind of interesting that it, it, like for me it kind of sets the stage of like now they are united 
Right. They're 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 together. They have spent this time with Jesus. Jesus has ascended, and they they are they are no longer divided in in for whatever reason mm-hmm. uh, in 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 whatever way, but they are now together. Um, but so is the rest of the story though. Like, how do how do people hear them inside this house uh, <laughs> and then come and surround it uh, or? We don't know because that makes it a little odd that uh, if if that's the case, that makes it a little odd that people hear what's going on inside this house and hear language being spoken in their own tongue and then surround it, (laughs) (laughs) criticize them for being drunk. These people who are inside a house uh, and in a way kind of demand seemingly demand a, 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 an explanation. Well, hey, you in there? Why do I understand you? <laughs> yes, it's two different groups. Mm. The they're the ones who are saying, hey, you know, how can we understand them? And they're the people who do do not understand them because they probably do not speak those other languages. Instead, are um, speakers of Aramaic or Greek who um, therefore think they're just drunk and mm-hmm. spew, spewing nonsense, ignoring what the people are saying. Who are saying, wait a minute, he's speaking my language. Yeah. Yeah. It's still, so, it's, it's, but the, the thing of <clears throat> what's the architecture here. That's true. It is, could be a house, but like they're on the patio or yeah. The, the, the rooftop bar. <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah, the Jerusalem was famous for those. I mean, it's <laughs> where it was invented, the rooftop bar. <laughs> the um, climate of that area mm-hmm. is very moderate, technically mm-hmm. a Mediterranean climate. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So it's like I wouldn't say technically; they're on the Mediterranean. So. Well, I mean, that's the technical name for the. Oh, oh, okay, okay, I got you. It was yeah. like, yeah, definitely a Mediterranean <laughs> climate. That's like the definition of it. Yeah, and so. You know, for me, my background would be like, oh, the disciples were in San Diego and right. having this meal and people could hear them. It's right. like, yeah, that sounds like the San Diego. The windows were open. The <laughs> yeah. door was ajar. They were on the patio. Yep. Yeah. The French doors were flung open. Um, so there was you know, the potential for privacy was very small unless you really tried. Gotcha. And they would not have had any reason to need privacy because particularly in Luke, there is no persecution going on. It's gotcha. Not, it's not like John where they, where it says the doors were shut for fear. Okay. Um, Luke has the opposite approach where everything's pretty, all the events of the resurrection are pretty open to everyone to see who might be willing to. Uh, yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm, we spent a lot of time over the years making fun of the uh, the, the the folks who assume that they're drunk yeah. with new wine, uh, which is still funny to me. Uh, so I maintain that funniness. Um, but I'm struck also this time around that uh, Peter stands up uh, for the defense mm-hmm. and uh, – like it explains this through the prophet Joel, uh-huh. which uh, is then quoted here, and the 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 language of this quote from the prophet seems as though I mean, this is, and correct me if I'm wrong on this, but it seems as though this is end of an end of days prophecy. It no. feels that way. No, it's a return of God prophecy. Okay. Okay. That makes more sense. Yeah. Uh, because uh, the, I was going to uh, then be hypercritical of Peter uh, considering literally the chapter before Jesus has to remind them again that it's not about the kingdom of God. Right. Uh, and he's not going to take the throne and establish himself as emperor and then rises up to heaven. And so <laughs> if the story went that way and in like, and literally like a few minutes later, like, no, this is the end of time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> were, 
Jesus said <laughs> Jesus said that he's not going to establish the kingdom, so therefore we're all going to die. <laughs> God's going to destroy this earth and we're <laughs> Let us have some of that new wine. Then. That's right, right. <laughs> we got to get through this somehow. <laughs> we're not drunk yet. <laughs> There won't be time to age this wine. <laughs> okay, so because yeah, some of this language really does kind of carry that that the maybe well, kind yeah. of ominous uh, uh, portents in the heaven above and signs on the earth below, blood and fire and smoky mist. Uh, this is a re- return of God prophecy. Yeah. Okay. All right. Just want to make sure because part of it. Remember, <laughs> this is Old Testament stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so one of the things that is a repeated theme through the Hebrew scriptures is the primacy of the one true God. Okay, right. And so by having the sun turn to darkness, that's a direct repudiation of the Egyptians and others who saw the sun as the primary God. Oh, okay, okay. So it's like, ha ha, your God, gone! Right, right, okay. So, yeah, it's unfortunately Christians have ripped it out of context. And we would never. This is an end of times thing. When in fact, no, it's a supremacy of God thing. Yeah, no, I mean, uh, uh, and look how good of a job that we do. That like uh, that that's my automatic interpretation yeah. of like, oh yeah, I've heard this kind of story before. This is you know the Book of Revelation, and, yeah. and this is the end of days. Yeah, I mean, right. Um, uh, but no, okay. Interesting. That, that, that is interesting. Isn't because, that cool? Uh, that is, uh, that does change the, completely change the context of his, of his defense. Yeah. Um, uh, and so this is, uh, then it, I'm completely, completely wrong about <laughs> Peter because maybe this is Peter actually getting it. Oh, uh, yes. Okay. Yes. Not throne related kingdom, right. but kingdom of God as in uh God has now walked among us and we are we this is these are the these are the things where that that unite us as humanity uh you know with our creator. Yeah. And, and even slaves, men and women will will get this gift of the spirit. Um Yeah, it's that's a very good description. It's Peter getting what Jesus has been trying to say throughout the Gospels and the first chapter of Acts. Gotcha. Sixth times the right. time. <laughs> and um, a lot of folks think, think it's very significant that Peter is the one who stands up and gives this defense. Mm-hmm. Because it's part of the um, hero arc, to use a, a secular literary term, for Peter. Gotcha. That yeah, the guy who denied mm-hmm. and you know, it was a real jerk at the time of Jesus's death. Now is the one who can stand up and courageously say this stuff that will end up getting him martyred. Right, right. So, the, but this also does kind of uh, this is the the initial building block of him being the cornerstone of yeah, the church. Th- this yeah, this is the music <laughs> swelling and the audience going. He gets it. <laughs> He's accepting his destiny. Right. Or at right. least God's desire for him. And that's a better way to put it. Right. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah. Okay. Um, still a weak defense, the, uh, I would say, of the, uh, of the we're not drunk, uh, um, which is still funny to me. Well, and- it's only nine. How could we possibly? <laughs> Day drinking isn't a thing. <laughs> Well, and just so you know, the um, new wine accusation is is saying they're they're such um, hardcore alcoholics they can't even wait for the wine to fully ferment. I gotcha. They're they're hitting it as soon as has any buzz given at all. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay. And of course, though it's literary irony since Peter can talk about the new wine skins and the the new wine being the teachings of Jesus about the kingdom mm. of God. Mm. Okay. Um so it's sort of like you think it's an insult? I think I'm beautiful. You know? 
It's my best feature. <laughs> Some of my best sermons have been delivered drunk. Yeah. <laughs> Not. Oh. <laughs> um, uh, so, I, I mean, again, though, we read this every year. What else? What about what else about this uh, this this passage here? It probably it it's probably the most densely um, populated set of references to Hebrew scriptures in any of Luke's writings. How so? Um, Luke's and going on beyond what we actually have as a reading here, but through chapter two, Joel's quoted. The Psalms are quoted. Um, Oh, so, so Peter's quoted. Peter's defense continues yeah. uh, beyond beyond just what we have here. Okay. Yeah. I mean, this place after place after place pulls things from the Hebrew scriptures, which certainly it, I'm not I'm not saying Peter didn't say it. If he did, wow, mm. be able to say all that from memory. It's also possible that Luke as the author wanted to put Peter's words in the context of Hebrew citations. But that's pretty amazing that Luke was able to find all these um, citations mm. for, to put into Peter's lips. So either way, it's a tremendous piece of, to use the technical term, exegesis. Mm, okay. Uh, okay. Bible study. Gotcha. Uh, yeah. It, uh, now, obviously, I have to color it my own way. Uh, in my mind, uh, it would be more fun if, like, if the 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 true revelation here occurred on the fly for Peter, that that he did give all those quotes. You know, it's possible. And yeah. that and that he's like, like, no, we're not drunk. Ooh, ooh, this is like the prophet Joel. It could be, yeah. Blah blah blah. blah. Ooh, or like the Psalms. Oh, I'm getting it now. Like, oh, yeah. hey, when we write this down, make me seem like as though I already figured this all out. Uh, uh, <laughs> Have it flow a bit better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, yeah. take out the oohs and the ahs and the hmms. Uh, but uh, that would be a lot of that would be a lot of fun to be like, and like, God, come back! I got it. I got it. No, no. I'll make you proud, Father. <laughs> Dang it! Always leaving me with wanting that that approval. Yeah. Dang. <laughs> um, that would be fun. Anyways, that would be fun. And it, that's quite possible too. Possible. I'll, I'll totally agree with that. Um, anything else about um, that passage? Ah, one thing to also that that isn't clear is that this is right after Matthias is chosen to be the replacement for Judas Iscariot. Oh, okay. So there's also a sense of completeness now of the leadership. And so they're ready for this. It, they're ready for Boy, the gift that, of the Holy Spirit. Yeah, but does that create the possibility for like all sorts of uh, little side stories? <laughs> like the, the other, the other, you know, the other 10, Peter's talking and, and, you know, giving defense to the crowd. And Matthias is there and like leaning over like, is it always like this? Yeah. <laughs> Has it always been this way? I'm like, oh, dude, no, you you have no idea how lucky you are. So he, they think. He's gotten so much smarter. So they think. <laughs> <laughs> the best days are ahead of us, Matthias. You can count my words. It's all uphill from here. <laughs> However, <laughs> it does. One of the qualifications Matthias needed was that he had been with the group from the beginning. Oh, okay. All right. So he's not. He so that, he, he would not be uh, dumb to the uh, no. to the previous uh, goings on. And the, and that's one of the in in Luke. That's one of those signs that Jesus chose the apostles, but those were not all the disciples. Gotcha. But there were lots of other followers around. Whereas in John, it's a little more, it's the, the 12 men, the various Marys and Joannas, uh -huh. and other women. And that's, it's a small group. Yeah. Luke, it's a huge group. Do you think uh, Matthias, like looking back though, like felt uh, uh, 
maybe a little perturbed that it took like look if you'd have just chosen me from the get-go oh yeah <laughs> i wouldn't surprise me <laughs> Um, maybe he, our Lord and Savior wouldn't have been killed on a cross. <laughs> but well, no, had to pick Judas, didn't we? <laughs> we loved Judas, didn't we? <laughs> what did he bring to the table that I didn't have? Well, mm. there's, this, oh, I, my, there's this great story. For three years on the outside. <laughs> outside looking in. Buying the pizza. Always there. <laughs> filling the cups. And, <laughs> But no, couldn't be part of the 12, could I? <laughs> it, it gets worse. <laughs> Where in um, a fake gospel, there's the story of Matthias being... You mean sent- an unchosen gospel or yeah. a fake gospel? Well, an unchosen, and it's, it's pretty bizarre. Fascinating, uh, though. Then, then, then yeah, we need to put it back in because yeah. I love those. <laughs> the I, more bizarre, the better. I think it's called the Gospel of Matthias. But anyway, he is the when the book of Acts ends, the all the apostles cast lots and and by that decide where they're going to go to proclaim Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Matthias gets the worst place. Which is the city of cannibals? <laughs> and, Go on, and he shows up. He's immediately captured, and this all is in great detail, and is put. I'm not too great a detail. Yeah, if he gets eaten. Is, is put in the cage in the center of town of the city to be fattened up before consumption, and in the story, Matthew gets a vision from God that Matthias needs rescuing. Matthew says yes, and is instantly transported to the throne room where he converts the emperor of the city state to Christianity. But Matthias is never mentioned. So it kind of implies he was already eaten. (laughs) This poor dude. (laughs) Even in the made up stuff, he's not the star. This poor dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we couldn't put that on a parish t-shirt. <laughs> but it's all right. All is forgiven. Now I'm part of the part yeah. of the apostles. Where am I going now? <laughs> the new guy goes, "Where?" Yeah. <laughs> It'll be okay. <laughs> I kind of hate you all. <laughs> Oh my. All right. Well then moving moving on. <laughs> Matthias, can I have your cloak? <laughs> you won't need it. Oh goodness. Uh let's move on to our psalm reading. Yes. Psalm 104 uh verses 24 through 34 and then a little tack on the end of 35b. Um which will get its question get its uh, Gosh, due why? question, uh, right? <laughs> O Lord, how manifold are your works. In wisdom you have made them all. The earth is full of your creatures. Yonder is the sea, great and wide. Creeping things innumerable are there, living things both small and great. There go the ships and Leviathan that you formed to sport in it. These all look to you to give them their food in due season. When you give to them, they gather it up and you open your hand. They are filled with good things. When you hide your face, they are dismayed. When you take away their breath, they die and return to their dust. When you send forth your spirit, they are created, and you renew the face of the ground. May the glory of the Lord endure forever. May the Lord rejoice in his works. Who looks on the earth and it trembles? Who touches the mountains and they smoke? I will sing to the Lord as long as I live. I will sing praise to my God while I have being. May my meditation be pleasing to him, for I rejoice in the Lord. Bless the Lord, O my soul. Praise the Lord. All right, so what does 35A say? That was so... Everyone set down their coffee. Yeah. Let the sinners be consumed from the earth and let the wicked be no more. (laughs) Bless the Lord, O my soul. (laughs) 
May the sinners rot in hell. <laughs> Praise be to God. Yes. <laughs> Amen. Even better. Yeah, let them rot in hell, but I'll be blessing the Lord, my soul. <laughs> I am so much better. In a way, actually, that makes a lot more sense to be left in because I don't know about for you, but as I was reading this, this felt like a a, a prayer for uh uh the for for the sailors oh. uh it felt kind of like a bless us on this trip and journey kind of a mm-hmm. thing the Le- the reference of the leviathan and I then, love the leviathan and then uh and then and, and acknowledgement that as dangerous as the sea may be mm-hmm. god protect me <laughs> yeah. and uh um, so this is the pirate song. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> May, what's that? What's that phrase again? What was the thirty-five A? Ah, let senators be consumed from the earth, and let that, the wicked be no more, baby. <laughs> the Leviathan can have them. <laughs> Bless the Lord, oh my soul. Praise the Lord. Uh, uh, so yeah, I mean, I. I in a way, I kind of get it because that would that would certainly fit the pirate theme. <laughs> and we may their all... cannons rot <laughs> and rust. May their scabbards be <laughs> be lost in the deep. Um, I'm assuming that's not what it was not the background day of, 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 of of Psalm 104 is. Uh, no, it, it's almost weirder though. Okay, and and this is you know, again we these are so ancient that we can't know for sure, but um, there's a chance that it's a riff on an Egyptian hymn of worship. Oh, okay. That um, some say that uh, particularly this portion, well, actually even the part before this, the 24 verses or 23 verses before, looks a lot like. Um, hymn of worship and praise of a singular god in the case of the egyptian one it's this it's Ra, the sun god uh-huh. but there was a period in the the high times of the egyptian empire that the a couple pharaohs um wanted to convert the co- the country to monotheism okay and so some works came out of that that uh, were admired in various world religions that were monotheistic or kind of edging that way. And so there's speculation that part of the inspiration for this psalm was that particular hymn and perhaps the um, seven-day creation story from the book of Genesis. But this may be older than that story. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. So it has all sorts of... Fascinating maybes and what ifs, and again, it's so old that, mm-hmm. that you know, in, the, in this world, I don't think we'll ever know. Um, maybes and ifs, but one thing is for certain come Sunday when this gets read, all I'm gonna hear in my head is is uh, the, the sea shanty version of it. You're gonna be reading it, but in my head, I'm gonna hear yonder is the sea, great and white, creeping things innumerable are there. Living things both small and great. There go the ships and Leviathan that you formed to sport in it. Well, that's wonderful. (laughs) So, (laughs) any listeners may join me in a small giggle from the back. (laughs) Uh, Anything more about this song? Um, <laughs> have we have we butchered it enough? <laughs> I I lo- my personal favorite part of this psalm is the Leviathan that you formed uh, to sport in it. Mm-hmm. That it this view of God that sometimes God will just do something silly and weird because it's cool. Right. Yeah, I can make a Leviathan. Watch this. <laughs> Yeah, and the, the pirates are like, whoa, look out. <laughs> What's that divine laughter right there? <laughs> and we have no idea what a Leviathan is.
which adds to the fun. No one knows. <laughs> they say the minute you see it, that beer lost. <laughs> no one may tell the tale of the Leviathan. <laughs> How true. How true. I love it. Uh, uh, well, let's move on to our gospel we reading. Here. Uh, the gospel reading comes from the book of John, chapter 14, verse 8 through 17. One, two, skip a few to 25, 26, and 27. Philip said to him, Lord, show us the Father, and we will be satisfied. Jesus said to him, Have I been with you all this time, Philip, and you still do not know me? Whoever has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, Show us the Father? Do you not believe that I am in the Father and the Father is in me? The words that I say to you, I do not speak on my own, but the Father who dwells in me does his works. Believe me that I am in the Father and the Father is in me. But if you do not, then believe me because of the works themselves. Very truly, I tell you, the one who believes in me will also do the works that I do and, in fact, will do greater works than these because I am going to the Father. I will do whatever you ask in my name so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If in my name you ask me for anything, I will do it. If you love me, you will keep my commandments, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to be with you forever. This is the Spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive, because it neither sees him nor knows him. You know him because he abides with you, and he will be in you. I have said these things to you while I am still with you, but the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you everything and remind you of all that I have said to you. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not let them be afraid. Um, so kind of as evidenced here uh, in in this reference uh, or in this reading the book of john comes after like was written after the the book of luke and the book of acts or yeah. the gospel of luke and the book of acts right <clears throat> um now john's re reference of the advocate uh, uh the holy spirit uh uh whom the father will send in my name didn't really i mean if we're if we're pairing it with the story of Pentecost, does it does it teach them everything? It just gives them. It seems to give them uh, um, the ability to speak in tongues, and then not tongues, languages. Language. Well, yes, yeah, I yeah, that's a fair point. A, a, a point should be made that those two mm -hmm. things are not the same. Um, but uh, it gives them the, the ability to speak in other languages that they do inherently do not know mm -hmm. um and one could make the argument gives them the courage to then go about the tasks that they had been given but teach them everything um well this is part of john's mysticism okay where to contrast it with <clears throat> the the acts reading where peter has all these scriptural references is this this intellectual argument for john knowledge is much more mystical and it has to do with a personal relationship with god okay that the holy spirit will midwife for each person gotcha okay um and it's kind of sad that historically the out of the latin well out of the Greek, the term advocate came into the Latin, which if we go back to the original Greek, what I think is a more helpful translation, and I'm not the only one, this isn't my original idea, more helpful translation is helper. Oh, okay. The, the Latin translation of advocates, uh, a legalistic term. Yeah, I was going like to say, a, it's very, yeah, very legal-minded. Yeah, and it's like your defense attorney. Yeah, this is... Council. <laughs> yeah. Whereas really both the context and the Greek, it's more about a helper. Mm -hmm. So that's why I say, that's why I use the image of a midwife helping someone to open themselves to God. Uh, the Holy Spiritual is to open 
help people open themselves fully to the one true God mm. and therefore have access to all awareness rather than facts and figures, awareness type of knowledge that God freely bestows. Gotcha. Um, why is Philip so dumb? <laughs> he's he's kind of dumb, but he's also faithful. Gotcha. Uh, that's a good that, that's a good point. That's yeah, a good he, point. He doesn't say if the Father exists, show us the Father, or if you're that close to the Father, show us. It's instead, hey, show us the Father. And so it's this is possible, but it'll be mm -hmm. a, you know, Jesus. This would be, this whole thing would be a lot easier. If you'll do this. Right. If you'll show us the Father. Which in a way kind of mirrors the temptation. Uh, Very much the, so. One of the temptations. Um, okay. So so this is Philip looking at Jesus. who We have to remember hindsight. Our, our hindsight on these stories uh, is much sharper than their foresight. Yes. Uh, so uh, Philip is essentially saying like, look, Jesus, you're great and all. But we'd like to meet God. <laughs> <laughs> and if you could arrange that, that'd be cool. That'd be, that'd be really nice. Sort of. Sort of? It, it's almost, I don't know. I don't think this makes it any better, but it's more of, okay, Jesus, yes, you're part of God. So why not show us all of God? Yeah, okay. Okay. Uh, and... That's when Jesus you know, almost is forced into saying, the Holy Spirit's going to do that. Don't worry. Gotcha. And won't show you in terms of a mugshot, mm -hmm. but instead that inner experience of the divine that is worth an infinite fortune. Mm. I'm also wondering if if uh, maybe the translation does us a little bit of a disservice here. The word satisfied um, makes it uh, have a confrontational edge in our in our in our mind. And I'm wondering whether or not that's fair according to the original Greek. Uh, yeah, because because uh, uh, it almost in modern reading it almost sounds snarky and incredibly questioning and like, no, 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 show us the father and then we'll believe you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it kind of has that, that tone to it. So I'm kind of curious if, uh, right. And it, 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 I don't know if this makes it any better, but it might. Um, most places it's translated, um, will be, we will be content. Gotcha. I mean, other places it occurs in the Bible. Gotcha. Okay. So it's a little better, but it's still kind of a um, spoiled brat. Well, um, what's what's happening earlier on uh, in in this chapter? Like, what's the context for this conversation? Well, it, it's the Last Supper. Uh huh. And Judas is just left to betray Jesus. Sure. Which they don't know, but yeah, yeah. sure. And he's Jesus has done the foot washing. So, so this is, he's given them essentially the commission. Yeah. Uh, so in Philip's defense, if that's the translation, then what they're saying is like, look, Jesus, you're calling us to do a lot of incredibly high profile things. <laughs> I'm not sure I'm ready for that. Mm -hmm. If we could meet God directly then I think I might have the courage to do what you say that we're going to do, but I'm not sure I'm, I can, I'm not sure I'm ready for this. So yeah. I, I, that's kind of the, that's kind of the vibe that I would get then from uh, this question of, Hey, show us the father. And, and I, maybe then I'll believe that we can accomplish the thing that you're saying that we can accomplish but right now i'm feeling kind of small and vulnerable <laughs> yeah that's that that's valid um and i think that's part and part of it also is setting up the the key teaching that jesus wants to share that he and the father 
are in each other, that they are one. Right. And yeah, so it's it's reminding Philip, you know, you're look at me. You got the Father. You got yeah. the Holy Spirit. Holy yeah. Trinity, we're one. Right. But we also have to remember that this is a concept that would have had to have been built up for them. It wasn't necessarily well, yeah. it won't make sense till after the resurrection. Exactly. So it, it, it's not it's not as though like, oh yeah, the prophecies foretold that God would uh you know yeah. that God and the Son would be one and they would, you know, he'd wash our feet and oh my gosh it's you know all one coming after another. It's, it's all coming all. together this is it, this this is still a new concept that is being formed which is the reason why Jesus has to he references it several times yeah. and the apostles seem dumb to us as a result because it goes completely over their head mm -hmm. uh, but that's because there's no precursor to it there's no context for them to fully understand what Jesus is saying. And part of the point that the gospel of John carries more than the other three gospels is you can't understand this just with your intellect. It has to be with your heart. Mm. Um, that, which is ironic because John is the wordiest gospel in terms of how long Jesus's speeches are, but it's based, Basically, the length of those speeches are to drive people to realize that no amount of words will produce faith. Mm. Instead, it's opening one's heart to God, and then suddenly all this wisdom, mystical wisdom, comes rushing in. Mm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it does. It does seem. I, I, I'd be curious to go back with uh, in John and find the other references uh, that Jesus makes that allude to him being who he is these, uh, are, the, these are the in chapter 14 and 15 are the the greatest hits of that okay I, but i'm i i guess my point is i'd be curious to see if it was a little bit more nebulously worded mm. previously because this yeah, does it is. Yeah. this does kind of spell it out and especially in in the context of the the the, the story that i was painting mm -hmm. uh uh you know Jesus giving them the great commission and then him basically saying, I'm not ready, but if God tells me that I'm ready, yeah, then I can do it. Jesus is then with a, with a kind of like a, a stroke of penmanship, finally writing it out. I am he. Mm -hmm. You can do this because I have said that you can do this. Yeah. And, uh, and and whatever I say is the Father because I am the Father. And, mm -hmm. and, the Father's in me and I am. Right. Yeah. The whole I am the walrus speeches. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I don't know. Does the, does, the, uh, does the reading give like resolution to Philip? Does he seem satisfied? Does he seem sated? Uh, with this explanation, or do we just move right on? Uh, he's never mentioned again. Okay. Okay. <laughs> what was the part that we skipped? 18 through 24. Was it just um, more words? It's um, more about the Holy Spirit. Oh, okay. About the Helper. Gotcha. Which, if I recall correctly, and this is just off the top of my head, I think we get it in other liturgical years. Oh, okay. But it's... Um, more about more and more of you love me, you love the father. If you love the father, you love me. Mm -hmm. Stuff. Gotcha. And Very the helper good. is coming. Very good. Well, the helper is coming. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, the, 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 uh, hopefully it won't be so hot that we feel as though we have <laughs> flames on our heads. <laughs> divided tongues of flame, like flames <laughs> on our heads. Uh, but, we, but we hope that, uh, people will be able to join us this Sunday for our Pentecost picnic. Uh, which, God willing, uh, will be outside uh, and, and beautiful and gorgeous and, you know, a, a, a light, breezy 67 degrees. I uh, think 70. Ooh, I'll take it. Yeah, I'll I take think it. that's the forecast. It should be, it. but with a light breeze. But the the rain location is inside the parish also. You don't have to change your parking space. Right, right. Um, but yeah, with that, we'll, I think we'll call to a close. This is your podcast for June 5th, 2022, the day of Pentecost. 
like I mentioned, uh, we have uh, all of that going on. I have to endeavor to create a setup and system that will still allow us to broadcast this. So we will see we'll if I can stretching our skill sets. If we can manage this, <laughs> uh, but uh, but I hope, but I'm hoping so. I, I have I, I have a belief that I can uh, potentially pull this off. And if not, I do apologize. Please come visit in person. Please come. <laughs> Please come in person if at all possible. It's a lot of fun that way. Outdoor broadcasts are big question marks. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, uh, but uh, but uh, uh, I think with that, I look forward to worshiping with you next week. And uh, I'm Ben. And I'm Bruce. And we'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.